The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. session for 2023 to order and uh, Mr. Clerk happy new year. Happy new year. If you could please call the roll for us. Council member Scott Benson. Scott Benson aye. Council member Fred Durhall the third. Council member Letitia Johnson. Present. Council member Gabriela Santiago Romero. Present. Council member Mary Waters. Present. Council member Angela Whitfield Callaway. Happy new year and present. Yeah. Council member Comey Young the second. Here. Council President Pro Tem James Tate. Council President Mary Sheffield. Present. Madam President, you have a quorum. All right, there being a quorum, City Council is officially back in session. And again, welcome back to all of my colleagues. Welcome back to the general public. Thank you for being here. Those who are tuning in virtually, Happy New Year to everyone. Excited about all the work that is ahead of us. Uh, we will now go straight into our introduction of our clergy. And this morning we have joining us Bishop Percy Henderson. Good morning, Bishop. Good morning, uh, Miss President. How are you this morning? Happy New Year's to all of you. Same to you. All right, Bishop, the, the floor is yours if you would like to lead us in a prayer this morning, an invocation. Yes, ma'am. I would ask that everyone would take the privilege all their heads towards heaven. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for your goodness and for your tender mercies. We thank you for bringing us all into the new year. We thank you for this opening session of City Council for year 2023. And we ask, oh Heavenly Father, that you would bless us as we continue to do the business abroad in behalf of the city. I ask that you would bless our great council, our great mayor, the officers and the officials of our city. We pray for our officers who do such a great job in protecting and serving in this great community. I pray for each and every individual who is a citizen of this community. And we pray, oh God, that as this council does business Today, we pray that you would give them direction, that you would give them wisdom, that they may lead, that they may guide, that they may do the business at hand, and may it be in the will of God, and may the will of God should be shed abroad amongst us all, that we may prosper, that we may be successful, and do what is pleasing in thy sight. We pray, O oh God, that you would minister to every man and every woman in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you so much, Bishop, for joining us. Uh, feel free to hang on if you would like to uh, stay on while we deliberate and have our session this morning. If you do have to jump off, we do understand. Okay. Thank you. And God bless all of you. God bless you as well. And good morning, Pro Tem Tate. Good morning. The clerk will note we've been joined by Pro Tem. The clerk will so note. All right. The journal of the session of Tuesday, November the 15th, 2022, will be approved. There being no reconsiderations or unfinished business, we will proceed to the Budget, Finance, and Audit Standing Committee. For the Budget, Finance, and Audit Standing Committee. One contract approved during the recess procedure. The one contract will be received and placed on file. For the Internal Operations Standing Committee. Three contracts approved during the recess procedure. 
the three contracts will be received and placed on file for the Neighborhood and Community Services Standing Committee. Nine contracts approved during the recess procedure. The nine contracts will be received and placed on file for the Neighborhood and Community, excuse me, for the Planning and Economic Development Standing Committee. Twelve contracts approved during the recess procedure. Those 12 contracts will be received and placed on file for the Public Health and Safety Standing Committee. 23 contracts approved during the recess procedure. The 23 contracts will be received and placed on file for the President's Report on Standing Committee Referrals and Other Matters for the Budget, Finance, and Audit Standing Committee. Nine reports from various city departments. And those nine reports will be referred to the Budget, Finance, and Audit Standing Committee for the Internal Operations Standing Committee. 21 reports from various city departments. The 21 reports will be referred to the Internal Operations Standing Committee for the Planning and Economic Development Standing Committee. 10 reports from various city departments. The 10 reports will be referred to the Planning and Economic Development Standing Committee and for the Public Health and Safety Standing Committee. Five reports from various city departments. The five reports will be referred to the Public Health and Safety Standing Committee. We will now move to the voting action matters under other matters. There are no items, Madam President. Under communications from the mayor and other governmental officials and agencies. There are no items, Madam President. All right, we will now call for our public comment. How many hands do we have virtually? Okay, we're gonna cut off our public comment. We have 17 hands uh, virtually. So we will do two minutes uh, for public comment. And we'll start with individuals that have joined us here today. Uh, Mr. Ballant, you can come up first. <coughs> Stephen Hanschu, you'll be second. And Tanya Wells. <coughs> Mr. Ballant, the floor is yours. Thank you. Uh, Thirteen months ago, uh, two employees of the finance department committed active wire fraud against the accounts of the Detroit Public Library. In January of 2022, those employees repeated that again. The money is controlled by the city finance department. The library cannot issue uh, checks and control the, its own accounts. It's all controlled through accounts set up by the city and managed by the city, and the library sends directives for expenditures. So I want to tell you what happened. The library lost half a million dollars. I hope you're hearing me. Through criminal actions of two employees. The city severed their employment but refused to prosecute them. And the city took the position to the library that the library had to su suffer the loss themselves. There would be no repayment. I want to suggest to you that this is the problem with the attitude toward the library that we have been dealing with when it comes to tax captures, when it comes to paying and because we would not accept the loss, they held up two contracts that you approved 
for HVAC development for part of the cultural center regridding re that included uh, putting in an HVA system. They held up that HVA system change for a year to try and force us to agree to suffer the loss from their employees from the accounts that they control. We have a coming budget that you're going to hear. Just real quickly. Mr. Ballant, that's going to jack up Mr. the tax capture Mr. over a, almost a million dollars. Please stop it. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. And if you have additional comments, just feel free to give those to us so that we can I will. make Chair, sure we receive. I'll, I'll stay in touch. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Ballant. Madam Chair. Yes. Ms. Uh, Member Calloway. Um, if what Mr. Ballon is saying is true, I would ask that this matter be turned over to the Inspector General's office. Um, I would also ask that the law department chime in. If some criminal activity has occurred, if embezzlement has occurred, that's something I don't believe this um, body would want to be swept under the rug, at least this member does not. With the legal background that I have and the knowledge that I have, it sounds like some, something criminal has occurred, mm -hmm. allegedly. So I would ask that the law department chime in. I would ask that the matter be investigated by the inspector general's office um, and maybe the prosecutor's office. That's my request. Thank you. Thank you. So member Calloway, um, you need to put your request in a memo form. I'll well. put my request in the memo um, form, Mr. Okay. Rhodes. Um, but I want it noted for the record. I'm making that request. And thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you. Thank you so much, member Calloway. All right, uh, Mr. Hanschu. Good morning, uh, council members. Um, I'm speaking on behalf of the National Federation of the Blind this morning, and I am here to thank you for your assistance. Thank you as a body for your assistance in the paratransit issue, which occupied you for six meetings. <laughs> Uh, shortly before the end of last year's session. Of course, the four of you who supported our position, you're our heroes. Two of you have already been honored at the um, annual uh, celebration of Warriors on Wheels and National Federation of the Blind uh, participated in that honoring of you. Uh, the other two who voted with us uh, Ms. Franklin will be presenting you with your award today from us. But I want to thank the whole council. Our heroes supported us. The rest of you also supported us in the amount of time that you spent and the seriousness with which you took the problems that we faced. And I want to end by saying to you, do more of it. Do more of what you did with and for us. And most of you who voted against us made it clear that you wanted to be with us, but you were terrorized by the bullying of this mayor that we live under. And I want to encourage you because the contract 
when the mayor came in and said, you caused the problem, we got a better contract, then he, he told you none of what he did could be done. Thank it you. got done thanks to you. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you to you all as well. And as you all know, there were uh, four uh, six-month contracts that were approved for um, paratransit throughout the city of Detroit, and so we will be taking up um, this conversation again as the time progresses and as we get prepared for when that six months does expire. So appreciate your work on the issue, and I know all of us are dedicated to ensure that, that uh, paratransit services are efficient um, to the residents that we serve here in Detroit. So thank you. And Mr. I'm sorry, before we go to Mr. Hollowell or Holloway, I'm sorry, we have Ms. Wells, Tanya Wells. Good morning, Council. How are you? Great. I come to you with two situations. Building safety and engineering is not doing its job with respect to the rental compliance um, ordinance that is on the book that should be enforced, not just here in the city county building with fees and costs, but it also has to be enforced in the 36th district court. Over 500 people every day have lost their homes. Over 500 people every day is on the docket at the 36th district court. It's time to get back to business. Vacation is over, COVID is over, let's go back to work. I'm here to volunteer my services to you, Ms. Waters, or to you, Ms. Santiago Romero, regarding the building safety and engineering piece, because I don't think they understand how important it is that the houses are inspected and that they pass inspection. Because if it doesn't pass inspection, you can't go to court and say, hey, you owe me money. It goes a whole different, it goes left, it just goes left. So, Ms. Waters, Ms. Santiago, uh, Mr. Benson, if you choose, and um, Hopper, you know I'm going to be on top of it. I am not asking for any money. I am asking to be a part of the solution rather than the problem. I must, sell, I must tell you, it is very difficult being homeless. We don't have any place to go. We have no place to stay. And the, rent, the landlords are charging too much money for rent. And they don't pay anything in terms of what they, uh, they charge. If they charge $1,500 a month in rent for 12 months, it should be a, a, a rental tax put on these landlords to bring those costs down. They count the attic as a, a bedroom, which drives up the cost, uh, saying that it's a three-bedroom instead of a two-bedroom. They are asking for the people to pay the water bill that is the responsibility of the homeowner, and they're also um, charging three times the amount of rent. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. Thank you, and thank you for your willingness to, to be a part of the solution uh, and using your voice and your advocacy, and I'm sure that the members that you just mentioned would love to work with you and all of us, really, to put you to work yes, ma yes, uh, ma for a great cause. So thank you for coming down and using your voice. We appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Mr. Holloway. Good morning, everyone. Um, new year. I hope new things uh, will take place for us in our community and not just downtown. Uh, you know, we're still dealing with them fumes, and I don't know why no one took it to the state in order, uh, in order for them to uh, put money back in the community for the people that live over there that's inhaling all this, this, these fumes, which they have uh, failed. Uh, the mayor don't care. And, on, and you guys have the power to get his attention by uh, stopping tax abatement, uh, contracts to come here for the city, 
uh, we need some attention over there. We catching hell over there. I've been down here, and you guys know I've been down. I'm not begging for nothing. I'm begging. I'm telling them to do the work for my money that I'm paying everybody with my tax dollars here in the city of Detroit. You know, uh, it's sad that we have to deal with this uh, uh, week in, week after week after week with the same thing when other communities, they uh, is not going through this. You know, uh, I talk with my city council person. We talk, you know, but it seems like it should be a team effort to get this done over there where they gave uh, these bonds over there to the uh, Chrysler to put paint over there in a, a community where residents stay at. And it's sad that no one, it seems like they get nothing done. They keep saying go to P, uh, whatever that uh, PAG or ABC, whatever y'all want to call it, and they're not, still not doing nothing. we just sitting over there inhaling that, and people are getting sick, you know, with nerves and all that, inhaling all that. And it's sad, you know, that we sit up here and say we care about the people, but we catching hell over there. We need a, a community-driven mayor. Because Duggan is not. That's what we need. We need someone that's, uh, that's for the community and not just for the uh, uh, people downtown or the uh, corporate people. And thank you for listening to my complaint. All right. Thank you so much uh, for coming down. And Member Johnson would like to respond to you. Thank you, Madam President. Thank you, Mr. Holloway, for coming down. Um, we certainly appreciate you and all the work that you do in keeping us informed. We have been pushing for Eagle to bring some of those funds back into the community that Stellantis paid as a fine. Uh, we'll continue to push and to ask. I, I'm asking for the NAC to support that ask. Uh, Eagle has continually shared with us that it's Stellantis's uh, interest in what they'd like to do with the funds that have been paid. Uh, I continue to ask them to provide for the community as opposed to the two solutions that they came up with. Uh, and so we'll, we'll continue to apply pressure and continue to ask because I know you all have been dealing with a lot of odors in your community that continue to perpetuate the community. So we'll, we'll continue to do the work on your behalf. I appreciate it. It'd be good if they can, uh, if they just buy the people out over there. They should have bought the street out. The next street over, you know, like they did in Hamtramck. I don't know why they didn't do it over there, thank, and they wouldn't have had to work, do, deal with all that. Thank you, thank you, uh, Ms. Johnson, for that. All right. Thank you, thank you, Member Johnson. Thank you, Mr. Holloway. Uh, Barry Aitman, is your microphone on? Just make sure it's green at the bottom. Yes, ma'am. All right. Thank you. Hey, um, I'm Barry Altman of Barry Altman Consultants, LLC. I've uh, submitted proposal in regards to Rogel Golf Course and the consultantship involved there. I've also uh, uh, realized that I am all out of order, all out of process, protocol, procedure. I'm asking for a little bit of grace here as I am new to this format. Uh, <clears throat> The city acquired that that uh, that parcel in 2018. Uh, we're in the fifth year of ownership, and it is still currently at ground zero. However, uh, there have been obstacles. My proposal went forth as uh, as a small firm, and uh, I mean, I'm sure somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that the whole process uh, purpose of establishing a bank of city certified contractors and uh, service providers was to give smaller firms 
like Barry Altman Consultants, LLC, uh, a, a competition, a, a level of playing field against bigger, better connected firms. Uh, and uh, it, over the years, while the city held that property and waited on the soil test to come back, they recently came back, and, uh, but they still haven't been able to provide analysis and application of, of those uh, soil test results. However, uh, I, pro I <clears throat> provided a proposal that addresses that. It also addresses other things. So, for example, the, the site itself cost the city $1.9 million. And uh, I'm assuming everybody here is a Detroiter. If you go to Grant, uh, Evergreen and Six Mile and just zoom out a little bit and extend out a mile and a half, if you turn to the northwest, you'll run right into Rogel. If you turn a little bit further uh, south and west, you'll be at Eliza Howell. If you go a little bit further, is, right. is that my time? Yes. Can I ask for more, please? <laughs> Unfortunately, we during public comment, you only have two minutes, um, but all of us are available to talk offline um, as well, so you have ample amount of time to, to engage with us. But I know this is Pro Tem Tate's district, and he has worked hard on this, so he would like to respond to you. That's yeah, okay. Thank you, Madam yep. President. Yeah, Mr. Alderman, thank you for being here. Hey, you know, so I know you've been in contact with my staff member, Ashley. Um, we have been working with you. And yes, sir. I'm glad that you came down here as well, but uh, there's a process that has to go through, and we're going through that process. We, as you know, we, have, we held a, uh, a Zoom meeting to update the community about what, where we are as a city in this particular process uh, with Rogel Park. So uh, we have received your information. We're going to have those conversations with you. Uh, while my other colleagues are getting to know you, our office is familiar with you already. And so uh, we're going to continue to work with you, see what we can do. Uh, I don't make promises I can't keep. So what we're, again, the promise that I can make is we're gathering your information and seeing how far we can get you to where you want to be in this particular process. But uh, there are levers and, and, and pieces that we can't necessarily move as it relates to the state, as you know. Um, and we are um, at that stage right now. Uh, so we'll continue to work with you. Okay. All right. And then Member Waters wants to respond mm -hmm. to one second. Okay. Member Waters? That's okay. You sure? Okay. All right. Thank you for coming down, and we'll be in touch with you. I wasn't able to give everybody a copy of the proposal, the revised division. Would I be able to yes. do that today? Um, right behind you, Tyler from my team will get it from you, and we'll make sure everyone gets a copy. Thank you. Appreciate All right. It. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, Mr. Shelton? Good morning. Good morning. I'd like to read a little bit from the preamble of the uh, Detroit City Charter. It says that the people have a right to expect city government to provide for its residents decent housing, job opportunities, reliable, convenient, and comfortable transportation, recreational facilities and activities, cultural enrichment, including libraries and, and art, historical museums, clean air and waterways, safe drinking water, and a sanitary, environmentally sound city. I just called the health department about the uh, pollution, the air pollution that's going on over there on Benetton Street in the shadow of the FCA Stellantis plant expansion. They immediately referred me over to the state. Perhaps this part of the preamble should be taken out if the city uh, is not responsible for clean air. Either they are or they aren't. 
Maybe it's the states that's responsible for the city of Detroit having clean air. If that's the case, this, this part should be taken out of the, the city uh, charter's preamble. There's, again, there have been capital improvement bonds as well as revenue bonds issued since Mayor Duggan has been the mayor since 2014. According to state law, whenever a capital improvement bond or a revenue bond is issued in this city or in any municipality in the state of Michigan, there must be a notice of intent put in a newspaper of general circulation, like the Detroit News of Free Press, informing the residents and taxpayers that they have a right to a referendum against that bond. Now, it's only two answers. Either the city has issued those referendums, or if the city has not, then they were not legally required to issue the referendum. I can't get either answer. The only thing I get is people staring at me, not saying anything. I have a FOIA request in the law department right now that they won't answer. Perhaps you can get Mr. Curley to look into that. Thank you. Or Mr. Uh, Whitaker. Thank you, uh, Mr. Shelton. And I think Mr. Whitaker has responded um, before to the uh, question that was raised regarding the legality of the issuance of bonds. No, he hasn't. Um, okay. Well, we will make sure that we get with him. He said um, he's talked about bond council. Okay. I'm not talking about bond okay. council. Thank you, Mr. Shelton. If you want to get the exact question to us in writing, we can make sure we get a response for you. It's in writing at the law. He probably just won't answer it. All right. We will make sure we follow up with you. Thank you. Uh, Miss Riley, good morning, Happy New Year! Everyone. I had to come down. I had to come down here this morning to wish you all a Happy New Year. Um, also, our Councilman Coleman Young at large, I'm gonna have to speak to his staff in regards to my roof. Councilman Benson, I would like to. Uh, I heard that you changed some people in your office. I needed the information because there's a whole lot I need done. Um, because you know I've been over this in '77, but my block went down like around. Maybe 20, 2005 it was going down, and um, where his home has been, you know, tore down, uh, left open, and, you know, I've been stewarding two of them. I've been stewarding and taking care of the maintenance as far as grass and snow and bushes and, and uh, tree limbs that I bought a chainsaw myself to cut them down. Now, it belongs to the land bank. But I feel it belonged to me because I've been taking care of it long enough. I shouldn't have to pay anything for it. They put that glass block up there. Twice I done called 911. My neighborhood police, I told them one, one time they had a car in there. They came and towed the car out. Another time there was a Caucasian guy and his girl. Now, you know, if I live next door, I see what go on. Because, yeah, they say, a lot of people say they wish they had me as their neighbor because I don't let nothing go back. So what I did... As uh, they got out their car, had some tools, and they, they cut the lock next door for me. And they uh, asked him, I said, well, what are you doing? He said, well, it's, it's the land bank's house, and we're looking at it because we're going to measure the windows and da-da-da-da. No, he broke the middle lock and unscrewed the other two locks, and they went in there. So I said I wanted their property. It might take me a while to fix it up, but I feel either in the city, it belonged to the city before the land bank got it. Because I said 2005, Land Bank got it in 2014. I need to be compensated. I would like to have it and take a time to fix it up. Because I'd like to bring my brother down here. There was an accident in Ohio that had to be cut from the, with the jaws of life from the car. So everything is like on one floor. All right. It was quick. Yep, it goes by fast. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you, Ms. Riley, and I know uh, between Member Benson and the at-large members, we will all work with you uh, to ensure 
that we handle all of the issues that you're raising. So thanks for coming down and happy new year to you. Uh, D'Amico Williams, happy new year. Happy New Year to the Detroit City Council and to this body and to the administration. Thank you for allowing me to speak. My name is D'Amico Williams. I am the Chief Executive Director of Hydrate Detroit. We are a 501c3 local grassroots nonprofit that helps people get their water turned back on. And I come with a very nice announcement for the new year uh, that we are partnering with the Detroit Water and Sewage Department to get people into the new Water Affordability Lifeline Plan. We were the authors. I served as the board member of the Detroit Blue Ribbon Panel that was authorized by this body in 2015. And everything uh, as water amnesty as I have been raising for seven whole entire years to erase the old arrears and debt is now happening. Seven million dollars have been cleared off the books uh, by people signing up and also the moratorium uh, that have ended on January 1st, we are calling for an extension of the moratorium to allow more people to get into the program. Uh, we've been diligently uh, working with the Water and Sewage Department, the director, the customer service team, and everyone to come around to, and all the water advocates have now come around full circle to getting people help and the assistance that's needed. Uh, I would recommend for people to get into Hydrate Detroit, call 313-279-0608, we will take your name and information to get on that program to add to Wayne Metro. And also, uh, I would like to say, uh, please open the auditorium. Uh, we miss you all down there. You said that uh, things would be finished by November. We have not heard an update. I would love for all of us to come together uh, so that we can uh, have more room. This is so tight, you know, and uh, most definitely uh, to you council members, I do wish you all the best uh, of a new year. Please listen to the people that are coming before you, um, that are presenting their concerns to you. We need you more than ever. And to the mayor that disrespected this body, um, happy new year to everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Miko. And as always, we appreciate your work. Um, you know, ever since I've been on council, I remember seeing your face and your work around water affordability. So we made a lot of progress we sure did. Uh, and are still working on it. So it's good to hear that you're collaborating with DWSD. Um, so we'll be in contact with you as it relates to the moratorium. I know that even though it has expired, individuals can still enter into the other plan, which will allow them to still have a reduced rate on their water bills. And so working with DWSD, as it relates to the auditorium, have you been in there to see the updates? I, I encourage you to go and peep into the auditorium. Uh, we are almost at the final stages. There, It has completely been retrofitted, new screens, audio, technical uh, uh, upgrades. And so if we need to host an emergency, emergency session in there because the capacity in here is too small, we can. Uh, and we're looking forward to in the next month being able to host more sessions in there. But I encourage you just to go look and see the improvements that have been made in the auditorium. We have been working diligently, understanding that there are a lot of um, delays in uh, shipping over various uh, items that we need. So a lot of progress. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, D'Amico. Have a blessed day. Ms. Franklin. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you to Marguerite for yielding her time to me. I was a few minutes late, so I appreciate that. I echo my colleague here when he says thank you to all of you. This is the last time you're going to hear it, I promise. 
uh, for what happened last year with paratransit. Thank you for the hard questions. Thank you, Durhal, for recommending that there needs to be additional funding into paratransit. We still have not heard anything about the training. And uh, we also want to make sure that we don't get too far into this new year before we start that RFP process uh, for the next um, providers to come forth. Um, I have um, some certificates here for, I've already given um, Callaway and also Romero their certificates, and they came into our room with a rousing round of applause, and we're glad that you were there. But for Letitia Johnson and Mary Waters, I have your our certificates here for you. I, I don't know how I become like the guru, guru for problem solving, but yesterday I got a phone call from um, some residents over at Russell Woods' apartment. Russell Woods' apartments is at 11590 LaSalle Boulevard. Uh, those residents received a seven-day eviction notice. Um, they just paid their rent in January, and they got the seven-day eviction notice because there's raw sewage coming up in the basement. And from my understanding from the residents, that sewage has been coming up for over a week and a half now. And um, the apartment managers, their names are Mutual Property Manager out of Dearborn. These residents have been there. The one lady that called me had been there since 2016. So I really need someone to look into that. I've given them all of your phone numbers so that they can contact their um, council member Sheffield, I believe that's in your district, and also Waters and Coleman Young. Um, I yield uh, regarding the Transportation Innovation Zone Ordinance. I don't have enough information about that to speak on it, but I do think that the public should weigh in. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. And we will look into that. Mr. Clark, if you can actually uh, line item the Russell Woods for public health and safety so that we can get uh, an official uh, response from the administration. Clerk, so no, Madam President, I just wanted to verify the address again. Is it 1159 LaSalle? 11590. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. All right. That is all of our public comments that are here in person. So we will now turn over to our virtual public comment. Mr. Ari Ruttenberg. Good morning, Madam President. Um, our first caller is Cunningham. Happy New Year <laughs> to everyone under the sound of my voice. Please call 313-444-9114. That message has been upgraded. Again, that number is 313-444-9114. Again, 313-444-9114. I just wanted to send a special greeting to the fabulous four that voted down that paratransit council. Mayor, Councilwoman Mary Waters, the great Councilwoman Johnson, the great Councilwoman Callaway, and the great, great Councilwoman Gabriel Santiago Romero. On Facebook, Forced Subservience Cunningham. On Facebook, Forced Subservience Cunningham. You can find me, um, those under the sound of my voice at home or wherever you're listening in. Um, I would like to know the, uh, if paratransit or Metrolift, the people that ride it, are getting surveys since the new system is in effect for six months or whatever. Um, are there, is, is there any outreach to get their feedback? Um, and it's crucial to get that feedback uh, for the new RFP. 
because those with good standing or getting good reviews should be first in line or should get some type of advantage. So it's important to get their feedback. Um, I don't know if anyone's gonna answer that, but has there been a major outreach to those that are taking transit at this time under the temporary contract? How is the job? And lastly, Councilman Vincent, um, your chief of staff, Banks, uh, gave me uh, your e her email, Banks, C at DetroitMI.gov, and I've been sending over people, and I want to know if you've been getting those uh, complaints and what have you. Everyone pray in the Holy Spirit and drink a whole lot of water. Put my name in the atmosphere as I pray for you. All right. Thank you, Mr. Cunningham. And we will check with DDOT on um, the status of the surveys. So we will get that answer to you. Thank you so much and Happy New Year. The next caller is Amira Hyman. Or if you can just repeat the name one more time, I'm sorry. Yes, the name is uh, Amara Hyman. All right, if we can come back to Ms. Amara Hyman. Okay, um, the next caller is Detroit is our black city forever. Happy New Year everyone thank you for allowing me to make a statement um i hope that this new year means that we'll get people on the board to recognize that this is our black city and our people are the chosen people the black people of detroit is who has kept this city together and continue to do that i also want to thank my councilwoman my shero angela whitfield calloway Mary Waters uh, and uh, Letitia Johnson and Gabriela Santiago Romero for your courageous stand for us paraplegic and disabled individuals here in Detroit. Also, I want to let everybody know we are not getting our repair money and repairs for our homes. Uh, Councilwoman Sheffield, you know I've been before you ever since you got, even before you got on City Council, and I've been telling you about the horrible condition my home is in and I'm being overtaxed. I sure would like for you to try to maybe personally help me, knowing that for 10 years I begged you for help. Uh, for the council as well. We, we're not getting our repair money and I want to audit because uh, I don't know anybody in my neighborhood, my friends, my family, my acquaintances, word of mouth, my enemies, nobody's getting repaired. I know many people. I'm 63 years old. So I know they're not getting repairs. We want you to look into a city council. You have the right and, and the ability to find out. Do You need to subpoena people. And uh, Detroit, we need to get rid of this mayor. Why are we continuing to complain about him? Recall this man. You know he doesn't have us uh, in, in mind when he takes and does what he does to us. And, and city council, please stop giving these billion quadrillionaires money 
They've got billions of dollars. Illa just don't need our money. Stop giving them money and the Gilberts. And you guys have a beautiful new year. Thank you. You have a, a beautiful new year as well. Uh, and just contact our office if you need assistance with your uh, home repair grant. 313-224-4505. However we can support, we are able and willing to do so. Thank you so much. Our next caller, please. Uh, the next caller is Amara Hyman. Good morning, council members. You are esteemed public servants. We're here this morning to register our continued opposition to the possibility of the Detroit Public Library System being placed under the authority of the mayor, Michael Edward Duggan. Our public library system has been through the Great Depression, two world wars, and a pandemic, and has managed to serve the residents of Detroit and southeastern Michigan despite it all. I don't have faith that it would survive under the authority of the city. Other departments and services that moved under the city's authority have been decimated and stripped to bare bones, existing largely in name only. The premise for the takeover of the library system ignores the fact that tax captures are the unnamed reason for the fiscal state of the library budget. The assertion that the city provides money to the library system and therefore should have authority to run it is both mendacious and outrageous. The city takes from the library system with no accounting for how those funds are used. We'd also implore the council to use its power and influence to end tax captures, or at the very least, amend the act to a 5% cap. Right now, tax captures from library funds stand at 11.76% with no legislative cap. Such a bold and brave action by the council would impact every taxpayer in Detroit, along with every man, woman, and child in southeastern Michigan and beyond who uses the services of our library. We pray in 2023, council serves our community. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. The next caller is Renee Anderson, MBA. First, let me do a test. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Good morning. Excellent. Good morning, uh, city council members, staff, and residents of my hometown. My name is Renee Anderson, graduate of Cass Technical High School, class of 1982. I would like the city council members and the residents of Detroit to consider updating the city of Detroit flag. During the previous holiday, Poebic Pottery sent me an email with their latest creations, which included a tile of the city of Detroit flag. I thought to myself, great, I would like to have that tile. My next thought was, what is the symbolism and history of the flag? After doing some research, I really did not think that the flag was representative of Detroit where I was raised. I do think that the Latin phrase, resurgent cineribus, which refers to rising from the ashes, does tie into Renaissance and my personal belief that the residents of Detroit have a unique determination to strive, flourish, and rise. Should you be wondering, I never purchased the tile of the city of Detroit flag. Instead, I was compelled to send, to send 12 emails, make 10 phone calls, and so far make this city council appearance to encourage you to begin thinking about the city of Detroit flag. I thank you for your time. I look forward to any remarks or questions you may have and ask that you look at your city of Detroit flag and ask yourself, what does your flag mean to you? Thank you so much. Happy New Year to everybody virtually and in person. 
All right. Thank you so much for calling in. If you would like to also email that information to us, please do so. Uh, and we will make sure we review it as well. The next caller is Robert Pulowski. Good morning. Can everyone hear me? Yes, we can. Perfect. Good morning and happy new year. Uh, Robert Pulowski here representing the Wayne County Youth Council, District 15 of Wayne County. Uh, this morning, I'd like to come in and welcome everybody back in session, especially staff and uh, city council. We have a lot of hopeful possibilities for 2023, especially with our transportation innovation zone and also our new development going on in the district Detroit. We have a lot of hopeful possibilities and 2023 is the year that we're going to see things change here in the city and future development grow. But in regards to the TransTev contract for everybody that was in support of it, you know, me personally, I have been on the sidelines fighting for this issue, regardless if I use it, regardless if I'm eligible. It is near and dear to my heart because this is transit. This is transportation for everybody here in the city of Detroit. And we need reliable transportation for our seniors. So I encourage everybody that wasn't a part of this to get involved while you still can. This is a very major issue and the discussion isn't over. And one thing I'd like to see, there's been a lot of divide and a lot of disrespect towards city council with our mayor. Our mayor has not been the person he has been for the last several years fighting for us and fighting for transportation in the city, especially when we had new coaches implemented in 2014. We need to do something. We need to do a partnership with our public. We need to get input. He needs to be able to sit down and listen to the concerns from the residents that use this service. We need to host roundtable discussions. We need peace and we also need a resolution here. We cannot keep this fight up, and if we keep this fight up, nothing's going to get done. But City Council did the right thing for the residents, and the residents speak the truth. TransDev is not reliable, and that is the end result. So thank you to the four members that really encouraged you know, peace and making sure a change for the city has come to light, especially in this new year. And we look forward to the hopeful possibilities, and all to my good friends at Warriors on Wheels and my colleagues over at Transportation Riders United. We have a lot of work to do. 2023 is the work to get things done. Thank you. All right, thank you. The next caller is Virginia Park One. Virginia Park One. All right, Ari, if we can come back to Virginia Park One and go to our next caller. The next caller is Siri Simpson. All right, good morning. Good morning, can you hear us? We can hear you. Uh, are you there with us? All right. Ari, what was the name? You said Miss Simpson? Uh, yes, Siri Simpson. Siri Simpson? All right, Ari, let's uh, pause this particular caller and go to our next and try to come back to Miss Simpson. Okay, the next caller is phone number ending in 301. All right. 
Can you hear me? Yes. Hello, this is Richard Clay, representing the National Federation of the Blind, and I am... Um, I want to start by, once again, I want to congratulate the heroes of the day, our councilwomen, Callaway, uh, Ms. Romero, Councilwoman Waters, Councilwoman Johnson, for their courageous stands in helping the city of Detroit get rid of trans death. They should have been gone a long time ago. We want to thank and congratulate the entire city council for doing its due diligence and helping us bring the transportation issues to the forefront for the disabled and the seniors of Detroit. And we are glad that we now have a new beginning. We trust that directors Oglesby and Staley are good people who were put into a bad position, but who now, thanks to our courage and your courage, have the chance to use all of their transportation expertise and provide a new and a better paired transit situation for Detroit than we have known in a long time. And as we move forward, I hope that in 2023, that courage will be the word and will be the mantra of this city council. And Councilwoman, uh, Council President Sheffield, I hope that you will lead this council and build on the wins the people's wins of 2022 um, in the, the water lifeline plan, the getting rid of trans dev and, and getting a better pair transit contract, the right to council wins and move on and get some people's wins in some very other important situations. We need to see progress in the $600 million overtaxation, the reparations situation, the library uh, tax captures need to be fixed, and we need real. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Clay. Uh, the next caller is Tanya Myers Phillips. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. Well, first, I want to say Happy New Year and welcome back to this honorable body. I am calling this morning to express disappointment and the contracts that were approved for the Detroit Landlord Tenant Council Program that were submitted by the administration, taking advantage of the recess procedure. I'm asking you to vote no on the remaining three contracts that will be coming before you for approval. I want to thank and continue to thank each and every one of you for passing the Right to Council Ordinance. I want to thank President Sheffield and Member Waters for the resolutions that are on the agenda today that continue to express support need for funding to fight back against evictions. And I want to thank all of you for the resolutions that you've offered for funding for the right to counsel ordinance. This landlord council program is not the right to counsel. It was started to process emergency rental applications. That program was over and this program was supposed to end when Sarah ended as well. These contracts were originally approved using the threshold of being under $25,000, which allowed them to escape council review and public accountability. Now the value of these contracts have tripled and quadrupled in some instances. So I'm asking that the other three that were held by member Calloway during a resource proceeding, and thank you member Calloway, are voted down. 
this honorable body should not fund any more private attorney contract before the ordinance is fully funded, before UCHC's contract is finalized, and before the Office of Eviction Defense even has as much as a working phone number. We ended the year with over 22,000 evictions, which is an undercount because that doesn't even capture the illegal evictions every day. So I wanted to bring this matter to your attention. When these contracts come before you, I ask you to vote no and keep up the fight for fully funding rights of counsel. Thank you, Attorney Myers Phillips. Madam Chair. Yes, Member Calloway. Um, to um, Attorney uh, Myers Phillips' point, I did hold three, I think it was seven contracts. I accidentally um, did not hold all seven of them. So I would respectfully request that, the, that they be removed. I don't know what the process is to remove them because I have quite a few questions and all the questions pertain to all of these individual lawyers whose contracts um, came before us during recess. So um, I did call LPD. I was less than 24 hours late um, letting them know that I did not submit a request to hold all seven. Um, it was only three that I was able to hold. My goal um, was, and my intent was to hold all seven. They're all the same contract. I'm still reading um, what the city says about the contracts. There was only supposed to be a certain threshold amount that they're receiving, but it has tripled. And I would hope that we do not vote on that today. I think it's on the, on the agenda today for a vote. No? Okay, so I'm hoping we can just, you know, you said it's not on the We're agenda. not being voted on today. Good. Okay, so what do I need to do to make sure that they're held? Because I had quite a few questions. They all relate to all seven of the law firms. So the ones that were held should go back to committee um, and be taken up during a normal process. Um, if you have additional ones that are being referred to committee, you can ask the chair to hold them at that time um, or before they come to the formal session for a vote. But nothing will be voted on today. Uh, and I also have a meeting with Attorney Myers Phillips to address some of her concerns as well regarding uh, right to counsel as well. Okay. So I'm with you on this on the same issue. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Our next caller, please. <clears throat> uh, the next caller is Virginia Park One. All right, Virginia Park. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Hey, good morning. Thank you for this opportunity. I just want to make a clear question over in District 5. There have been uh, the new development over here at There have been houses that are purchased that are taking of houses being restored. Which have become an influx of real. All right, Virginia Park One, it's kind of hard to hear you if you can speak a little bit more into your phone. Okay, this is better. A little bit, we have a slight echo, but we can hear you a little bit better. Are you there? Uh, Madam President, it appears she dropped off, actually. But there is a second Virginia Park uh, hand raised. I will unmute the second one and see if that works. <clears throat> All right, Virginia Park One. Hello? Yes, we can hear you perfectly fine. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so what I was saying is that we have some new development that's going over in District 5 off of 12th Street. And with the cityscape, uh, new houses being purchased and cleaned out and backyards being cleaned, we are now being infested with rats and roaches. And not roaches, I'm rats and rodents in that particular area. We have still seniors there. We brought it up at our last community meeting with the new DM. And his response was, if they send out city inspectors, 
anything else they, they find outside of this infestation that they were fined us for that. So it was like a give or take. Either you deal with this issue of invasion of mice and everything coming into your home, or you take the risk of being fined, which should not be a give or take. That shouldn't, it should be, we have a problem. We always had a problem in the city of Detroit. It has escalated to this point where all this development is now causing the rodents at this time to seek well, uh, warmth and food. We need, like three months ago, bait over there. Again, we have seniors, sick people over there. Is it possible today? I can come pick it up. And I can just share that because I am part of NAC with the community members that are being, if you look at our homes, we're doing everything to keep them out. They're climbing up the side of the homes, coming in, so openings in the attic. It's, it's crazy. Um, it's at the point now, do we need to collect them and share them with everybody? Because it's so many of them. And it's still areas of abandonment that need to be cleaned out. What can we do as of today? And I want that on record. Are you guys willing to help us? Because hundreds of dollars each month for bait, we shouldn't have to do that. On top of the fact that we're paying property taxes, increasing our water because we're paying for people water, we're paying for people DTE bills. We need some assistance. It's ridiculous over here. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Thank you. You as well. Uh, and if you can just hang up here and directly call the office 313-224-4505, we will direct you with the representative from the environmental uh, department within BC uh, to coordinate how they can get bait to you regarding the rodent issue. It's something that I raised during our last budget cycle. They <clears throat> informed me several times that they have sufficient amount of funding in um, bait to uh, assure that residents can address that issue. So 313 313- 224-4505, and we would love to assist you. Thank you for calling. Our next caller, please. Uh, the next caller is Siri Simpson. All right, Miss Siri, let's try again. How are you? Good morning. I keep getting mm. muted for some reason. It says the host is muting mm. me. So that is, um, hopefully you can hear me now. Though. We can hear you. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Um, two issues I'd like to address this morning have already been brought up, which are transit and the budget. Um, I have a serious issue with DDOT's allocation of funds uh, that were given for transit. Recently, I attended two meetings for something called DDOT Reimagine, which uh, cost considerable money, but did not really reach the people that were supposed to come and give input. I attended two meetings in two days, less than two blocks apart, at which there were more DDOT employees and consultants than there were transit riders. My feeling is this was a total and unwarranted waste of money. It addressed issues that writers had not been consulted on and gave us a choice that was predetermined. Uh, and we had like a, a number of multiple choice 
but one that DDOT itself had come up with. I think this was a waste of money when we need shelters restored, particularly in your district, uh, President Sheffield. All our bus shelters have been misplaced, but money is being wasted on meetings no one attends. Thank you. Thank you, and good to hear you, Siri. I haven't seen you in a while. I'm glad to hear that you're doing well. Um, and from my understanding, a part of those engagement meetings, they did take feedback and bus shelter improvements were a top priority and money has been allocated to fix those throughout several of the districts. In fact, I think all city council districts um, throughout the city of Detroit. But if there's a particular one you're interested in or a particular feedback that you believe has not been heard, please let us know and we will make sure we get that over to uh, the DDOT director. Um, so we appreciate your call. Our next caller, please. <clears throat> The next caller is Carol Hughes. All right. Ms. Hughes. Ms. Hughes, are you with us? All right, Ari, can we go to our next caller and come back to Ms. Hughes? Okay, uh, the next caller is Casey M. Good morning, may I be heard? Yes, good morning. Thank you. Uh, this is Casey Messeter, the policy analyst with Detroit Disability Power. I hope you all had a happy new year and enjoyed your holiday breaks and had lots of good food. Um, today, after working with the Office of Mobility Innovation and some of you over the past month or so, um, we are pleased to support the proposed uh, transportation innovation zone. We support including specific language on consulting with the Office of Disability Affairs during the permitting process, and we've received commitments for partnership during the operalization of the TIS. And like many others here today, we also wanted to express our thanks for um, responding to our concerns with paratransit, despite the stress of a time crunch and being scapegoated by the mayor. You came together with the community and really put the work in to find a solution. Um, so again, we really appreciate your time in addressing our concerns and um, committing to protecting Detroit and all of its residents. So thank you for that. Great, thank you. Our next caller, Ari. The next caller is William M. Davis. Good morning, can I be heard? Yes. Well, I'd like to say Happy New Year to all of y'all. Hopefully y'all had a wonderful holiday. Um, as many of you know, I'm a city of Detroit retiree and uh, we have not been doing quite well. Also among the, the many things that's going on, I would like to know if the city council president, she could look into why the general retirement system does not have any minutes posted for October, November, and December. I, I can understand December because we do not regularly get any updates or information from the retirement system or from the city of Detroit. That's greatly needed. Also, uh, can y'all do a special session? I have a, a special meeting to let city of Detroit retirees know where things stand as relates as we get into fiscal year 24. Um, also, uh, will y'all be doing more 
to uh, change any existing emergency management uh, statutes that's still on the books for the city of Detroit and ask the state of Michigan to repeal any emergency management related uh, harm that's done to us, uh, especially looking at the, you know, the, the, the review board that, you know, the financial review board, you know, I, I think that should be discontinued and we shouldn't have to live with that. I think it's horrible that it's just a black city had to follow up under that. Other, other municipalities had, uh, it was up under emergency management, but this board, especially, you know, this council, especially in so much that we have Democrat control of the House, Senate, and all statewide offices should be asking for some relief and some changes as stuff that's adversely affected the city of Detroit. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Mr. Davis. Uh, Mr. Not Mr., but Council Member Durhall would like to respond. Thank you, Madam President, and uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, to Mr. Davis, uh, we will be discussing, as you know, budget season is fastly approaching. Uh, again, uh, so those discussions will be happening in the Budget Finance and Audit Subcommittee. Uh, but I would like to make a motion to put a line item to specifically discuss uh, retiree, uh, where, where our retirees are uh, relative to uh, this budget and the upcoming pension payments of uh, 2024 as well. Right. Thank you, Madam President. Thank you, Member Durhaw. And if the clerk would note to add that for budget and finance. Clerk will so note. All right, thank you. Our next caller, please. The next caller is Adam B. Hello? Yes, we can hear you. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm a patron of the Bowen Branch Library. Uh, I I'm here to oppose the suggestion that the DPL commission be put under the authority of the mayor. And I ask city council to reject any budget that takes money away from the DPL. Uh, the premise for the takeover of the, of the library commission ignores the fact that tax captures are the real reason for the fiscal state of the library. The city allows the DDA, which is chaired by Mike Duggan, to steal from the library system and give it to rich developers. That's their budget money to operate. I ask council to use its power and influence to end tax captures or at the very least amend them with a cap. Uh, lurking behind this recent paratransit issue is the fact that our libraries don't all have ADA compliant entrances or bathrooms. Uh, the reason that the updates like these have not been made is because of these immoral tax captures. Try to operate without 10% or 11 or 12% of your personal budget. <laughs> I mean, come on, this is immoral. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much for your uh, call. Madam Chair. Yes, Member Calloway. Thank you, Madam Chair. I have a question. Um, who do we need to talk to to find out um, or perhaps do an inventory or audit of all the libraries in the city that are currently open that are not ADA compliant? Because that could possibly lead to you know, a lawsuit. Our public spaces um, are required by federal law to be ADA compliant. And I just think I read recently an article where, um, you know, the city is not in compliance with other public spaces that we own. They're not ADA compliant. So do we call the DPL over here? Do we call the law department? 
um, to come before this honorable body to let us know whether or not our you know, public libraries are all in compliance. Mr. Whitaker, would you like to respond? Thank you. Madam President, um, ADA compliance certainly uh, is, an, is an issue with the, with the library, and as you can tell in our report, we're asking for, uh, for the library to submit uh, a comprehensive review of their capital needs. Um, certainly, money is the issue, as has been said all day today with the library, finding the money to, to make capital improvements for needed services, uh, ADA compliance, as well as a whole host of other capital needs that they lack. And um, I, I would say that the library's responsibility, it really isn't the city's direct responsibility for their uh, capital needs. However, as we state in the, in the writing, uh, there is bonding money that was available for them, and we're asking that, that the city give strong consideration of releasing those funds, but, but largely their problem is finance. I think they recognize that the lack of, of ADA compliance in a number of their facilities because all of their facilities are over 50 years old. Mm -hmm. Some of them date way back into the, I guess, two centuries ago. So... They've been around for a long time, and they're not compliant with a whole host of things. Mm -hmm. So money is their, is their issue in trying to get them sufficient capital so that they can cover their capital needs and operational needs is what's desired. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Whitaker. Uh, Madam Chair, I, I, I'm just concerned that, you know, I just think I just read in, um, last week that the DDA has um, um, voted to, to give um, – the Illegist and Ross development, $50 million. And of that $50 million, I would want to know how much of that should have gone to the Detroit Public Library. And if we weren't capturing the tax dollars from the Detroit Public Library, perhaps they would have enough money to make some of the upgrades and improvements that they need. If we're taking money from them, how are they going to have any money to make the upgrades? But we're, giving, we're getting ready, well, I don't know if it comes before the council or not. That's another question. The $50 million that was just approved by the DDA to give it to Ross and um, the Illich development, that's $50 million that could go toward upgrading our libraries that the citizens of, citizens of the city of Detroit would use and the children. Thank you, Madam Chair. Great. Thank you. Are you our next caller, please? <clears throat> Uh, the next caller is Stephen Howring. Okay, one second. Can I be heard? Yes, good morning. Awesome. Well, welcome back, everyone. I you all had a great holidays. Um, I want to speak in support of releasing the names of the cops in the Porter Burke incident. I mean, there needs to be more transparency and EPD. I mean, especially how much money and taxes we spent. I mean, the last year, I mean, the city has done nothing but waste millions on useless technology like ShopSpotter. I mean, when they could invest millions in community outreach, provide much better training for mental health. I mean, I think it's ridiculous, and I do not support the defunding the police, but 
think you need to support them, um, right? And um, I do want to thank the council members um, for the voting against the trans step and actually um, managing to get the situation. I mean, the service they were providing was deplorable. Um, I think what needs to be done next is the DDOT budget needs to be doubled or even tripled. I mean, you just look, the last four decades, probably five, I mean, the city has wasted so much money and I mean, they never even, any of the councils the last 50, 60 years have never even considered doubling or tripling the budget. Um, and, you know, I also want to state, I don't, I'm not a fan of that $10 million eat out low income care. I'm not completely opposed, but I just think it's too broad. It needs to be because 10 million is a lot of money. And, you know, unless you like trouble or triple or double the budget, I mean, I mean, it's just not feasible to do that. <laughs> and, you know, I think they need to have more like limited. All right. Thank you so much. The next caller is Carol Hughes. Good morning, honorable body. Uh, may I speak? Yes, good morning. Uh, good morning. I'm glad to see everyone made it to the new year. Um, I have, uh, I'm going to ditto the gentleman just before me on the police. Um, I really believe a lot of our budget is going to the police and we need to audit the performance to see what are we getting for all the funding that they're getting. Um, and one of the things that we need to audit the police on is their agenda for hiring practices. Um, there are ways to root out people who have underlying issues, and obviously people who shoot people that many times. Uh, Porter, Porter, Porter Brooks is just one example of the mistreatment of the people in the city. So we need to know from Chief White what is his plan, first of all, to increase the number of Detroiters and the number of ADOS Detroiters because we are about 80% of the population, but not representation of our police department, which causes a problem. We also need to audit him and his resolved cases. We need to find out how many violent crime cases are being resolved. Um, we know that we have a problem. We had more than 10,000 rape kits. Uh, that were not tested. So we know that the abuse that occurs to the people in this city, um, the, the library should not be under Mayor Duggan's control. Please do not let him do that. Um, it is an independent operation. It should remain independent. I can remember going to the library uh, as a little girl. I spent a lot, of, a lot of time in the libraries and all children and adults should have access to libraries. Um, I want to I want to caution you on um, uh, uh, Councilman Durhall's pilot programs that allow people to get property and pay no taxes. Tax capture from the citizens is important, but I guess it's not important for other people. Uh, these pilot programs need to show how they are reducing uh, um, uh, housing problems or the crisis in the city of Detroit before we approve anymore. And you all have a, a blessed day. You as well. Thank you. The next caller is Karen Winston. Hello. Yes, we can hear you. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. And uh, welcome back. Um, uh, I'd like to 
to first say that I've, I've, I'm noticing some different um, communication between the callers and counsel. Um, I, I see you're trying to at least um, show that you are um, understood. You're not just, you know, we're not going in one ear out the other. That's a good thing because yeah, that's, that's what we got you guys there for. And, and what we, what we need and what is um, expected is not that you just hear us, but that you try to help us get some resolve. If you can't resolve it, then you're supposed to pass it on to the ombudsman or an individual that can resolve it. So, you know, a person, a citizen should not have issues that linger and linger and go unanswered. I have issues that have gone unanswered for years, years, literally back since the time I retired. So that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I think the problem is because of the change, you know, the changes in personnel that goes on. Uh, you change the attorneys, you know, you, and so things just get shuffled. I know my case has been shuffled because I haven't had any contact or any answer since 2009. Now, that doesn't make any sense. And then since then, I've suffered more insult. Nobody, you know, nobody acknowledges it. Mr. Uh, Ballant, he spoke of finance issues and finance. He's absolutely correct. That does need to be looked at. We have hired attorneys, uh, for instance, um, the, the prior uh, Garcia. He was a contractor. He wasn't even a city employee. Yet he's, you know, he's representing the city. And, you know, so we shouldn't have contractors that are, you know, doing jobs that city workers are supposed to do. And I think that's why my situation has been shuffled. You know, then you change personnel, you change personnel. Somebody definitely needs to check into the finances uh, of, of retirees. Library, all that funding comes from the state, is from the penal codes, all of them. Uh, all of the fees and things that are paid at the courts are supposed to finance the library. I can send you the documentation if you like. Thanks. Thank you so much. The next caller is Renard Munchansky. Hi, good morning. Can I be heard? Yes, good morning. Good morning, Madam President. And happy new year to you and all the members of the council and everyone that's listening today. Um, my name is Renard Munchansky. I'm a transit justice organizer with Detroit People's Platform and long-term resident in the city, District 6 resident. Um, wanted to speak and thank this body for pushing back against an abusive and out of town, out of the United States company that has had a horrific record of mistreating our residents in terms of paratransit. And regardless of what the administration has said, and even vilifying this duly elected body, I thought it was um, very undemocratic and telling of the administration in terms of your actions. So I wanna commend this body for your votes. I know that it was very difficult to do so, but that's what democracy is about. It's about abiding by the will of the people as elected representatives. And just know that the people are aware of your actions. So much, um, regardless of what the media says about what this action with paratransit, this is about people standing up to a major corporation that has not been a good neighbor or a good player um, um, for our residents. Um, as we move into the new year, very interested in how is this transportation innovation zone, given it's a very limited area of uh, District 6, going to benefit the rest of Detroit residents in terms of equity and in terms of safety as well, too. I don't think it's sufficient to post pilot projects that are very limited in scope on the website and you know, we're putting all this money into this mobility research and everything to make Detroit some sort of laboratory for mobility research. 
But this is all just about pivoting to the automotive industry once again as a solution to our transportation problems. Instead of investing in things like working with the state of Michigan now with our new Democratic um, leadership to have um, you know, signal priority for our buses or other technologies that are make our current systems better. Um, thank you. Great. Thank you so much, Renard. Looking forward to uh, working with you this year as well. The next caller is the 4Rs, Inc. Hello. Yes, good morning. Yes, we can. Good morning. My name is Gerard Sumter. I'm with the 4Rs, Incorporated, uh, Detroit nonprofit. Uh, we actually got our start at the Debo Center, Debo Center. So thank you to President Sheffield and her father, her great family. Um, we have a couple of questions today. One regarding the actual website for the city council and the meetings, because we actually couldn't find this meeting on the website. We had to make calls, to make calls regularly, monthly. Uh, so that's one concern. Uh, the next concern has to do with the actual land bank itself and any help that you all can provide with auditing their processes because we've uh, we've been a nonprofit since 2016. We've actually only been able to complete one purchase of a property and we've submitted over, I'd say 30 proposals for multi-properties, single properties, um, and the list goes on and on. We're actually waiting on a property to clear uh, the title. A, a, a year. Yeah, we waited a year for a, a home to clear the title service. So it's just, Seems like with a lot of the people here today speaking about evictions and all the homes that the land bank hold, it seemed like they would make it a lot easier or they at least clear up the processes a lot better so that we could be able to go in as community partners, as they say, and be able to clean up some of these houses. And because we, we have the capability to do it, but we're sitting on funds and the properties are just sitting. After we see them saying they've been bought, they still just come up just abandoned. Now we're talking about years on years of same properties in the same districts. Um, so that's our main concern. And uh, thanks again to the council and President Sheffield. You all have a great day and happy new year again. All right. Thank you. Happy new year to you as well. I'm not sure what district you are in as far as the uh, properties that you own with the land bank. But if you give our office a call, we will connect you with your a council member and hopefully facilitate a meeting with the Detroit Land Bank to try to expedite or assist you with your um, your projects. Uh, the office number is 313-224-4505 and we can also help you navigate the website as well too because it is on um, the City of Detroit's main page to view the City Council sessions. All right, our next caller please. <clears throat> the, next, the next caller is Larry Verse. Yeah, I be heard. Yes, you can. Yes, Good morning. Can. Good morning. Good morning, and may you all have a happy and successful new year. Uh, Larry Donald versus Detroit Speakers Platform Transit Justice Team. I'd first like to say thank you for the vote concerning Transdev. Other than that, I have a personal comment at the end. My concern is with the current operation of DDOT, there seems to be some serious problems, and most of it has to do with money. It's not only a matter of uh, retention of drivers, and I would hope that 
this body would support the idea of amending contracting for the higher wages for drivers and maybe others, considering that $15, $15 an hour really isn't that much. When you talk about a family of three or four, it really doesn't work. And that you're asking drivers to not only drive the bus, but to direct people, be a psychologist, a social worker, a security guard, if not a police officer, and to handle the mentally challenged, all at the same time while getting people from one place to another. My personal concern is, who do I contact besides the contractor, which I cannot get any satisfaction from, when they tear up the garbage container that they empty into the truck? Or am I supposed to pay for this myself when they destroyed it? Thank you. Can I get an answer, especially to that last question? Yeah, Mr. Burris, I'm not sure um, what area uh, as well that you're in, but we can connect you with the um, service provider in your particular district um, to make sure that we reach out to the company to get you an additional trash bin. Um, and so, again, if you contact our office, we will direct you with your particular council member uh, to assist you with that. It's 313-224-4505. Thank you. The next caller is A.D. McAfee. Hello, good morning, may I be heard? Yes, good morning. Good morning. Um, I would like to first off thank members of the council for continuing to abide by the will of the people and listen to what the people actually want. And um, I would also like to touch on the recent violent murders in the city that took place over the holiday season. Um, I was very personally touched and shaken up by the murder of um, a woman, I believe her name was Tracy Golden, over on um, in Rosedale Park. And um, it's very sad when a person can't simply make a run to the store to grab something without running the risk of not making it back home. It's sad when family members have to worry and fear whether they're gonna see their loved one again. And it's sad when people have to close their year out with that type of energy. And there really needs to be something done about getting rid of these guns on the streets, especially the illegal guns. The young people attaining these guns is a major issue. And that needs to be looked into not only for the protection of ourselves, but for the protection of our future, because we don't have a future if that's where it begins, in violence. And in order to move on and to grow, we must let go of the trauma of the past. And that begins with starting from a place of love and positivity. So I would just like to extend my condolences to the many families in the city who are dealing with grief and dealing with dark clouds hanging over their heads, just know that someday those clouds will pass and you will see the sun again. Um, members of council, I once again, thank you. It's my city, I love you. Let's stay positive and move forward. All right, thank you so much. We appreciate you uh, and looking forward to the work ahead as it relates to uh, gun violence, which I know we all are committed to um, 
playing our role to solve and reduce in our city. So thank you so much for your call. Our uh, next caller, please. The next caller is Detroit Unity. All right. I'm not even going to ask whether or not y'all can hear me because I know y'all can hear me clearly. What I'm going to say off rip is we need to enter a new word into the vernacular here in the city of Detroit. And that word is S-H-I-D. It's SHID. It's an acronym that stands for slaps head in disgust, which is used to express disappointment or embarrassment. It comes from the action of slapping your head with your hand when you are disgusted with someone or something. Shit, as it is pronounced, is typically used in text messages and online. Well, shit. Uh, James E. Tate, we got a matter of gun stipplings. It's a burn that's caused by a firearm when it's uh, shot in close proximity to the body. Now, absent um, gun stippings on an entry wound, suicide could not possibly be a manner of death. Suicide is not possible without uh, gun stippings. Now, I've sent several emails over to the city council during this recess. What I want is that um, David Whitaker, he's been uh, giving sketchy information to the council. We need to get clarity on whether or not a suicide can happen without gun stippling, so that assignment should be passed off to him to clarify for the council. Because we got the president pro tem who knows, uh, the chief of police who knows, the mayor who knows that without gun stippings, it cannot be a suicide. And James E. Tate, James E. White, and his predecessor, James E. Craig, and Mayor Michael E. Duggan also know all this. Yet. Uh, suicide is labeled on a case 20-11112 erroneously, bogusly, and with criminal intent. All right. Thank you so much. The next caller is Inclusion Matters. Inclusion matters. Good morning. Uh, yes. Good morning. May I be heard? Yes. Good morning. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Whoa. Am I in here twice? Uh... Uh, we can, can hear you. Hear me? Yes, we can hear you, Joanne. I don't know what the problem is. I only see myself in Zoom once. Uh, Miss Warwick, we can't hear you clearly. Go right ahead. Okay, that must be on my end. Could you please set it again at two minutes? Yep, go right ahead. We'll start you at two minutes. Go right ahead. Thank you. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. I hope that this will be the year of following the preamble of the charter. Uh, I wanna say thank you to the heroes on the council who voted down the TransGov contract. I also would like to urge the city 
to sue Stellantis to stop the fumes. That's completely intolerable. Um, Second of all, uh, now that the Democrats have control of the state legislature, it's time to make sure the overtaxation problem is fixed. There's no excuses now with the Dems in control. Please rescue the libraries. Do not allow this mayor control of the libraries. And, you know, he has a credibility problem. He won the 2020 Golden Padlock Award for Secretive Government when they destroyed emails about his girlfriend's program. Also, can we please use ARPA money to hire tutors? to help our youth who are so behind because of the COVID shutdown. Please open the rec centers. We need that for people to be healthy. I also would like to thank Mary Waters and her staff for agreeing to meet with the impact residents of the secretly planned North End Landing project in which the impact residents were disregarded and uh, it's caused great unnecessary tension in the community. We should have inclusionary planning studies for all. And it's sad that some people have All right. Thank you, Ms. Warwick. Uh, Madam President, that was our last caller. All right. Thank you so much. That will now conclude our public comment. Thank you to all who uh, took the time to call in and come down for public comment. We will now proceed back to our agenda. Mr. Clark. Madam President, this is for the um, Public Health and Safety Standing Committee um, under un unfinished business. Councilmember Young, an ordinance noting a roll call, also noting that this line item was postponed from the last formal session, line item 19.1. All right, Councilmember Young. Thank you, Madam President. Um, I think there's an amendment to this ordinance, and so I think it would be appropriate if we take it up at this time first, and then we take up the ordinance, I believe, and then we take up, and I have a walk-on resolution afterwards. That would be appropriate, Madam President. Uh, Dr. Powers. Um, Madam Chair, I believe you should take it from the table first so that you can discuss it. Okay. Remember, you just read your script first, and then we'll okay. open it up for discussion. Okay. Thank you. Sorry about that, Dr. Powers. Appreciate you, though. All right. <clears throat> I move to take from the table an ordinance to amend Chapter 43 of the 2018 Detroit City Code, Streets, Sidewalks, and Other Public Places by adding Article 14, Transportation Innovation Zone, which consists of Section 43-14-1, Transportation Innovation Zone, Section 43-14-2, Innovative Technology Deployments, Section 43-14-3, Notice to City Council to allow for temporary authorizations of deployments of innovative technologies within a designated transportation innovation zone laid on the table September 20th, 2022. All right. Hearing no objections, that action will be taken. Councilmember Young. Thank you, Madam President. Do I read the rest of this now, or do we just, 
I, I, I yes, okay. Thank, thank you, thank you again, Dr. Powers. Uh, there is an amendment to the, this ordinance, so I like to. All right, we're going to open it up for discussion. Uh, Member Durhoff. Thank you, Madam President, and uh, good morning to everyone again. Uh, first, I'd like to thank the bill sponsor, uh, or bill sponsor, the ordinance sponsor. <laughs> Still got that Lansing in me. It's all right. I, I'd like to thank that ordinance sponsor uh, for his diligent work on that. Uh, we brought this uh, back uh, from from last session uh, relative to some concerns from uh, the disabled community. Uh, as we have heard in public comment, they are now on board, uh, and I will be making a motion to introduce an amendment. But want to speak just briefly to the amendment, just in all transparency. Uh, this amendment uh, is going to uh, ensure uh, public transparency and accountability, uh, and also there's an intention for the OMI to oper uh, operationalize uh, public notification of TIZ permits uh, via the OMI website that at least includes the following information, uh, which will be permit a recipient, uh, activity description and detail, safety plan, and public feedback. Uh, mechanism. And so this is, will be great. Uh, in the ordinance, the language will read uh, as proposed change that the Chief of Mobility Innovation in consultation with the Office of Disability Affairs and a department director or agency head that may otherwise issue the approval shall apply any regulation or provision of this code related to that permit, license, or authorization that he or she determines is necessary to protect the health, safety, or general welfare of the public. So this brings everyone to the table. This Amendment allows that transparency. It allows the ability for the Office of Disability Affairs to weigh in, as well as a voice from the disabled community relative to permits and authorizations that will come uh, as a result of the TIZ. And I am happy to uh, sponsor this amendment and work very hard with the bills, uh, the ordinance sponsor uh, on this. Uh, and so, Madam uh, President, I would like to move my amendment. All right, and to the law department uh, discussion on the motion, you have that in writing. Um, I know that was a lot that you just read off. I'm assuming you have that already. It is. It's coming along from the law department. Um, for clarity in this particular meeting, I, and I believe um, Member Durhall, the actual language that will be added in on line 17 on page 2, um, it's subsection E, the Office of Mobility Innovation already exists. What is added in through the amendment is in consultation with the Office of Disability Affairs. And so it's a very discreet addition to this particular language, including another person at the table to ensure that that information is shared. Um, and, and that is the small portion of the amendment. The rest of it is the, the subsection in which the amendment is couched. Okay. Is that accurate, Member Durhall? That is accurate. Thank you, sir. All right. Is there any discussion on uh, Member Durhall's motion? <clears throat> All right, hearing no discussion, um, is there any objections to the motion? Hearing none, that motion will be approved to amend the ordinance. And uh, Member Young, did you would like would you like to move forward now? Madam the President, amended? yes. You should hear from the law department as to whether or not this amendment necessitates. An yeah, we can hear from them, but I, from my understanding, it doesn't. But uh, Attorney Long, if you want to speak to whether this will. <clears throat> Uh, be a substantive change and require an additional public hearing? I agree with you, Council President. This is a very discreet change. The uh, report and the uh, consultation always required is just bringing one more person uh, to the table. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mr. Whitaker. Member Young. Thank you, Madam President. Move to approve line item 19.1. 
I think we need to continue the uh, script at this time. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll get ahead of myself. I'm sorry. I'll just uh, I'll forgive you. Excited? Yeah, I'll, I'll just try to get this. I'll just try to get this bad boy across the finish line. <laughs> All right. Um, so I move the ordinance to be placed on the order of third reading and considered read. And then I move the no, ordinance. Let me finish. No, yeah. You, yeah I'll, I'll wonder. Do I continue or okay? Go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. Go ahead. Hearing no objections, that discussion. action. Okay, so there is discussion. Uh, member uh, Benson. All right, thank you. Um, <clears throat> looking at the uh, resolution, though this is going to be a walk-on as well, just concerned uh, about the ability to actually make some of these urges shalls. I, I trust that the administration will do as it says and as we're being urged, but I want to make sure that they, these mm -hmm. become shall. And so I would like to see if there's the openness from the author to turn these into shalls at later dates via ordinance amendments that could come back to the table at a later date. So oh, is this your resolution, Member Young? Yes. Okay, uh, Member Young. Thank you, Mayor President. I was just trying to get uh, this ordinance through, and then we're going to take this up as we get to the resolution. But uh, to answer your question, yes, I support okay. that wholeheartedly, 110%. Okay. Thank right. you. So we'll come back to the resolution after we finish with moving forward with the uh, ordinance. Um, hearing no objections, that action will be taken. Member Young? I move the ordinance to be passed and submitted. There being a roll call required, would the clerk please call the roll? Council Member Young? Yes. Council President Sheffield? Yes. Council Member Benson? Yes. Council Member Durhall? Yes. Council Member Johnson? Yes. Council Member Santiago Romero? Yes. Council President Pro Tem Tate? Yes. Council Member Waters? Yes. Council Member Whitfield Cataway? Yes. Nine yeas, zero nays. The ordinance is approved and um, great work, Council Member Young, on this. Great work. Thank you. Um, Council Member Young. I move the title to the ordinance be confirmed. Hearing no objections, that action will be taken. All right. Uh, we will now move to the new business portion of the agenda under resolutions. Councilmember Johnson, a resolution, line item 20.1. Councilmember Johnson. Thank you, Madam President. Uh, move for approval on line item 20.1. This is the Detroit City Council um, meeting days and times for the standing committees that has not changed. All right. Motion has been made. Are there any objections? Hearing none, the resolution will be approved. Discussion? On. I just wonder. Uh, we get ready to get um, to this. Well, yeah. well, okay, mm -hmm. I just want to make sure. Okay. Thank you. All right. So we're going to now walk on. Do you have the resolution? I do, Madam President. All right. Mr. Clerk? Uh, did, did we walk it on yet? I'm not sure. Did we move it to new business? No, we have not. Uh, Member Young, we can motion to move this to new business for a vote. Your resolution? <clears throat> so, so, Dr. Pounds, what's, what's the language again? I'm sorry. Motion to move to new business. Okay. Um, Thank you, Mayor President. I'd like to make a motion to move um, this walk on to new business. All right. And this is a resolution urging the Office of Mobility Innovation to provide ample notice in quarterly reports for activities within the Transportation Innovation Zone. Is there any objection to walk this on to new business? Hearing none, that action will be taken. Councilman Young, a resolution. Thank you. Uh, I move to approve this resolution. So discussion, I know Member Benson wanted to change some of the language here uh, to shalls. 
Thank you, Madam President. And so th this resolution, while a great start and I, what I would look for as a placeholder, doesn't give me the, uh, the confidence of what I like to see. I like to see a shall. I don't like to see a urges or should. And so as per the conversation with the, uh, the shepherd of the ordinance, there is a willingness to turn, to actually make changes to the ordinance at a later date which would incorporate what is here in this resolution into shalls. Um, and so that we won't have to trust the administration will do this. We won't have to worry about a future administration um, saying, you know what, I don't want to do an urge. I, wanna, I don't want to do this. But this becomes something in writing. So I will take the word. I will trust in this situation. But I will look to verify that we make the changes to the ordinance at a later date. Thank you. Mayor. Yeah, member Young. Thank you, Madam President, uh, through you, Madam President, to um, uh, Member Benson. Uh, absolutely. I look forward to you doing this, and uh, this is something I think that's very important, I, and I appreciate you letting us move this through, but I look forward to doing this in the future, and whenever you're ready, if you want to offer that or me offer that, however we can get this done, I will do that. That's my promise to you, sir. All right. Sounds good. So motion has been made for approval of the ordinance. Are there any objections? The resolution. The resolution. Excuse me. The uh, resolution. Thank you. Hearing no objections, that resolution will be approved. For the President's report on Standing Committee referrals and other matters for the Budget, Finance, and Audit Standing Committee. Two reports from various city departments. All right, those two reports will be referred to the Budget, Finance, and Audit Standing Committee. Uh, for the Internal Operations Standing Committee. Nine reports from various city departments. Those nine reports will be referred to the Special. Internal Operations Standing Committee. And there's a discussion. Yes, Member Benson. I'm hoping we're here. Um, line of 23.9, motion to remove that. There's some language that needs to be changed that will be resubmitted at a later date. All right, there's a motion to remove 23.9. Are there any objections? Hearing none, that will be removed. And the eight reports will be referred to the Internal Operations Standing Committee. For the Neighborhood and Community Services Standing Committee. Seven reports from various city departments. The seven reports will be referred to the Neighborhood and Community Services Standing Committee. For the Planning and Economic Development Standing Committee. 21 reports from various city departments. The 21 reports will be referred to the Planning and Economic Development Standing Committee. For the Public Health and Safety Standing Committee. 22 reports from various city departments. The 22 reports will be referred to the Public Health and Safety Standing Committee. And before we move to the consent agenda, Member Santiago Ramiro does have a walk-on. Thank you, Madam President. Yes, I do. And I believe um, all of my colleagues should have received a copy of this um, at your seat. This is a petition that we failed um, to pull and approve on time. So I'm asking today that we move this. Um, this is petition number, it reads petition number 2022-310, um, the Detroit Metro Convention and Visitors Bureau request to install 112 banners on Washington Boulevard in front of Huntington Place, Woodward Avenue, and Jefferson Ave from January 1st, 2023 to February 11th, 2023 in order to announce the 2022 I'm assuming 2023 American Bus Association Conference. Um, so I'm asking, um, I will like to offer a motion to pull this from PHS. All right, motion has been made. Any objections? Hearing none, that action will be taken. Madam President. 
May I request a waiver on the uh, TIZ ordinance as well? Too? Okay, yeah, we'll go back to that um, as soon as we move this. Uh, Member Santiago Ramiro, uh, you moved it already. That was approved. I pulled it. I'm just going to move it now yes. to new business. business. Yes. So that is my motion to move this um, out to new business today. All right. Hearing no objections, that action will be taken. And Mr. Clerk, if we can move this for approval. Sure. Councilmember Santiago Romero, a resolution. And this is for petition 2022-310. Member Santiago Romero. Thank you both. I motion to approve petition 2022-310. Motion has been made. Any objections? Hearing none, that uh, resolution will be approved. And Member Durhal requested a waiver on the uh, Transportation Innovation Zone Ordinance. Are there any objections? Hearing none, that motion is approved. Under the consent agenda. There are no items, Madam President. We will now move to member reports. And we can start with Pro Tem Tate. Um, no real report at this moment. Just happy to be back here physically at the table, ready to get started uh, for the business of 2023. Thank you, Madam President. All right, Pro Tem. Uh, member Young. Thank you, Madam President. I just want to thank all my colleagues for support on the Transition Innovation Zone. This has been a... Uh, Long process, but uh, it was well worth it. And I just want to thank all of you for your support. I also want to give a special shout out to the law department for uh, Ms. Long, as well as everyone here for uh, we had kind of had to burn the midnight oil a little bit and trying to get some of this stuff done. So I want to appreciate it. I also just want to thank my staff for all the work that they've done. Thank you so much. And I also want to thank uh, LPD as well for me being to rely on them and reach out to them, as well as the clerk. We had to call them about some questions that we had as well. So uh, we were doing a lot of work in a short period of time. So I just want to thank everybody for their support, and I appreciate you, and uh, look forward to a productive and prosperous new year. Thank you again, Madam President. Right, and thank, thank you for your leadership as well. Thank you. Thank you, Member Young. Member Waters. No report. Okay. Member Santiago Ramiro. Thank you, Madam President. Um, just want to say how excited we are to be back and to urge District 6 residents and Detroiters across the city um, to be engaged with us this year. We already have over 150 community events scheduled uh, for this year. We're going to be doing our monthly Zoom calls, um, and we have much, much more in store. So looking forward to a really, really great year. Thank you, Madam President. All right. Thank you. And Member Benson. All right, thank you. I just want to say Happy New Year and welcome back. Looking forward to getting back to work. All right. <laughs> Member uh, Johnson. Thank you, Madam President. Happy New Year to everyone. And just want to say a special thank you to the District 4 Community Advisory Council. Uh, they hosted a meeting with the mayor uh, and his team at the end of the year. Uh, we continue to press forward asking for Stellantis to address the issues that we are having in the district, and um, we're also looking forward to working with the Detroit Water and Sewage Department to um, work on and address the challenges that we are having with the water infrastructure system. Uh, so just looking forward to a robust year and getting a lot done so we can put some check marks next to things. So thank you all. All right. Thank you, Member Johnson and Member Calloway. Um, thank you. I'm wishing all of my colleagues a happy, blessed, and safe new year and all the residents of the city of Detroit and the state of Michigan. Um, I'm inviting everyone out to a uh, day of family fun at the Adams Butso Complex located at 10500 Linden. 
Um, we'll have food trucks out there. Um, we will have video games out there, carriage rides out there, um, photo booths, raffles, and a DJ. And I will have a table out there, and we'll be um, giving out um, lots of free gifts and lots of hand warmers for everybody who stops by my table. I hope to meet and greet everyone. And again, Happy New Year to my colleagues and everyone else. God bless you. Thank you. I'm sorry. Is it Saturday? This Saturday? Is this? I'm sorry. I got a little anxious. Is this Saturday, January 14th from 12 p.m. to um, 4 p.m.? Thank you, Member Waters. Thank you. Member Durhaw. Thank you, Madam President. I just would like to echo my colleagues' uh, comments. Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, I want to give a special shout-out to Member Benson, who uh, was involved in the Kwanzaa celebration, first time here in the city of Detroit. I, unfortunately, I couldn't attend. I was ill, but I uh, wanted to give uh, credit where credit is due. Uh, also, just wanted to briefly mention, you know, as we listen to the public comments and we talk about the gun violence, I want to send uh, my deepest condolences to the family of Tracy Golden, as well as others who have lost their lives to gun violence uh, since we've been gone. Uh, we are ramping up this year uh, with the Gun Violence Task Force and bringing a lot of initiatives together. Myself and Council President co-chair that, and uh, many of my other colleagues have shown uh, concern about what's happening here. And so that will be the focus, uh, my main focus this year. Uh, is making our streets and our neighborhoods safer, as I know my other colleagues uh, share the same sentiment. So we hear you uh, on the public comment, and we live in Detroit, so we witness it every day as well, and many of our family members and friends are affected by it as well. Uh, and we will continue to push forward to do all that we can. So I uh, just wanted to end that, end that on that note. Thank you, Madam President. All right. Thank you. And just want to echo everyone and say Happy New Year um, to all my colleagues. It's great to be back with you all. Uh, just one save the date every year at the top of the year. We host an organizing for action community meeting with District 5 residents to kind of go over our priorities for the year. Uh, that will be held on the 25th of this month via Zoom. So stay tuned for more information. Again, our annual Organizing for Action will take place on the 25th of this month for District 5 residents. Please stay tuned. And I just have to shout out um, all of my colleagues. I know we did various things during our recess, um, whether it was uh, holiday parties. I saw Member Waters and Member Callaway over at the Northwest Activity Center uh, having an amazing senior holiday party. Um, I know our office hosted one at the Pistons Practice Facility. We also did our annual toy drive uh, this year where we gave toys back to inner city kids. And so while we were not here at the table, we were very active uh, in our respective districts addressing the needs in the various ways that we uh, address them. And so just want to shout out everybody for the hard work. Uh, and also, hopefully we got a chance to pause for a little bit and reset because we also oftentimes um, talk about hard work. But I think, you know, resting and resetting is just as important. Mental health and uh, getting ourselves together for the long road ahead for 2023 is just as important. So glad to be back. And with that being said, the first evening community meeting of this year will take place next month. Uh, and that will be held in District 5 as well. So stay tuned. Uh, for more information for that. And that will conclude our member reports for today. Uh, under adoption without committee reference. There are no items, Madam President. Under communications from the clerk. A report on approval proceedings by the mayor. The report will be received and placed on file under testimonial resolutions and special <coughs> privilege. Councilmember Whitfield Callaway, a resolution noting that this item was postponed from the last formal session, line item 31.1. Member uh, Callaway. 
Um, thank you, Madam Chair, and thank you, Mr. Clerk. Um, we're going to present that testimonial resolution to Mr. Wyatt Jones in person at his school so his students will be able to witness um, the presentation. Thank you, Madam Chair. All right. You still want to move to approve it? Okay. And we, I move to approve. All right. <coughs> Motion has been moved for approval. Hearing no objections, that resolution will be approved. And under testimonial resolutions and special privilege. Councilmember Santiago Romero, a resolution, line item 31.2. Member Santiago Romero. Thank you, Madam President. Before moving on to my resolution um, in memorandum for um, the late Deborah Walker, I would like to quickly um, request a waiver for the walk on that we um, did for petition 2022 All right. Are there any objections to a waiver? Hearing none, that motion will be approved. Member Santiago Romero. Thank you so much, Madam President. Um, as I mentioned, we had the unfortunate um, luck of losing um, Deborah Walker, who passed away last year on November 23rd. Um, and I would love to just take a minute to read um, the resolution that we have in memorandum of her incredible life. Deborah Walker was a mother, grandmother, and um, commonly known as the mayor of Corktown. It is with great pleasure that the Detroit City Council recognize and bestow honor upon, upon Deborah Walker, native Detroiter and proud mother of two daughters, Lisa and Lauren, and grandmother of three grandsons, Gabriel, TJ, and AO. Deborah Walker was a graduate of Wayne State University, the University of Wisconsin, MSU Extension, and Amos Tuck Graduate School of Dartmouth. While at Chrysler, she worked on issues such as quality control and minority supplier development, led corporate employee community initiatives, and traveled to Mexico and Germany to train employees. Deborah Walker, a longtime resident of District 6 neighborhood Corktown, was passionately involved in happenings within and far beyond her neighborhood borders. Her main goals were to enhance neighborhood safety and foster channels for communication to ensure residents were aware of issues and opportunities impacting their quality of life. Deborah believed Corktown to be the perfect place where progress and preservation can coexist. I truly believe this as well. Deborah Walker was an exemplary leader who never stopped serving. She volunteered with many causes such as the Detroit Institute of Arts, Friends of School of Detroit, and had one year assignment with AmeriCorps. Further, she sat on many boards and in leadership positions for local organizations, including Alternatives for Girls, People Community Services, Friends of Historic Hamtramck Stadium, Michigan Church Streets Neighborhood Advisory Council, Corktown Business Association, Corktown Neighborhood Association, and East End Corktown Block Club. She was also a city council appointee and vice chair of the Board of Zoning Appeals, where she heard appeals and helped decide issues related to the enforcement of city zoning ordinance. Highly informed, she was sought out by many for guidance. Deborah Walker founded many initiatives, including Mighty Words, an after-school conflict resolution program, Black Cat Compassion Action Team, a group working to change economic and social justice issues in Detroit, and Power and Poetry Experience of Detroit Piped. A two-year survivor of cancer, she also founded a support group for African-American breast cancer patients and their families, Women Achieving Victory and Esteem Wave. Deborah Walker has been recognized for her, her immeasurable contributions to the greater good as the recipient of many awards, including the Presidential Points of Light, the Carmano's Heroes of Breast Cancer Award, the Eagle Leadership Award, the United Way Torchlighter, and Writing and Scholarship Awards. In reflecting on Deborah Walker's life, neighbors noted how she was the glue that kept everyone together. She was a beautiful soul who acted in every way possible to improve the community, the neighborhood, and the city of Detroit. Residents were lucky to call her a neighbor and friend. The hole she leaves in the community is immense, and residents find it hard to believe 
imagine, uh, I find it hard to imagine Corktown without her because they looked for her for inspiration and guidance. Beyond being an activist, community organizer, writer, poet, and friend, she is effectively known as the queen of the whole neighborhood and mayor of Corktown. Now, therefore, be it the council member Santiago Romero and the Detroit City Council hereby join with family and friends to honor the life and legacy of Deborah Walker and thank her for making a lasting difference in countless lives. Um, thank you so much, Madam President. And with that, I motion to approve line items 30, 31.2. All right. Thank you so much for, for reading that. Um, Deborah Walker was an amazing woman. I will never forget Ms. Walker, and um, we appreciate the testimonial and, and definitely want to send our condolences to her family. Uh, during this trying time, and we know her work will continue, though, um, while her physical um, presence is not here. So we appreciate that. Uh, there's a motion to approve the testimonial from Ms. Walker. Are there any objections? Hearing none, that resolution will be approved. Yes. Can we place that in the name of the council, please? Yes. Is that okay? Okay. So that will be added in the name of the council. Clerk will so note. All right, under testimonial resolutions and special privilege. Council President Pro Tem Tate, a resolution, line item 31.3. Pro Tem Tate. Move approval, Madam President. Motion has been made for approval. Are there any objections? Hearing none, the resolution will be approved. And if there's nothing else to, yes. Always something, yes. Yes, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I had an opportunity to um, witness the lighting of the largest Canera in the country and um, in the world. I've been corrected by my um, colleague, Scott Vincent. I want to thank you personally for the invitation. I want to thank you personally for the hard work that I know went into that. Um, and it was such an honor and a privilege to be there standing next to you and um, feeling the emotion of a lot of people who put just as much effort into that. <coughs> And I want to publicly thank you because it brought such a positive spotlight on this entire city. Sometimes the city is always in a negative spotlight. But because of your efforts and the efforts of so many others, the city was in a positive spotlight. And I wanted to personally thank you for that. Thank you, Member Benson. Thank you. Madam President. Yes. Thank you, Madam President. Uh, I just wanted to say... Um, Let's give a round of applause for Scott Benson for what he did, please. We do that. And, and I just also just wanted to thank all the people and the public as well uh, for allowing us to be in these positions and to serve. This has truly been the honor of my life. And I just want to say thank you so much. And uh, I appreciate you again. and look forward to serving with all of you in the future. All right, all right. Again, congratulations, Member Benson, and to everyone, we appreciate you. Um, there is nothing else before us today, and so is there a motion to adjourn? All right, our meeting is adjourned. See you all throughout the week. Have a blessed day.